Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. So happy you are here. My goal with this channel is to bring inspirational speakers to the mic in the field of yoga, massage, body work, and beyond. Follow us at Native Yoga and check us out at nativeyogacenter.com. All right, let's begin. Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. I'm so happy that you're here to join in this conversation that I had with Sarah Gogler. I met Sarah through the Trini Foundation and on September 11th, I'm going to be offering a two-hour Ashtanga Yoga workshop, which is donation-based, and you can join in wherever you are via our live stream and or if you're here in Juno Beach, you can join us in the studio. And you'll find the details on our homepage of our website and in the links below. And with that being said, I wanted to get a little more information about the Trini Foundation. If you listen to the podcast that I did with Taylor Hunt, he's the founder of that nonprofit organization that helps people in recovery get into yoga classes. And so I just wanted to further that conversation. And so here we are. And I'm so happy you're here. And let's go ahead and begin. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to speak with Sarah Gogler. Sarah, can you hear me okay? I can. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm so happy for that. Where I, this conversation, I wanted to have this conversation with you because I got a chance to meet you through the Trini Foundation. I did a podcast recently with Taylor Hunt, who is the founder of the Trini Foundation, and you are the communications director. Did I get that right? Correct. Oh, cool. And so because we're holding an event where we're going to be fundraising for the Trini Foundation on September 11th via a two-hour Ashtanga Yoga workshop here at our studio that will be offered either live stream and or in person here, I just wanted to have a chance to speak with you so that I could just learn more about the Trini Foundation and maybe you could um, educate me a little bit more. Yeah, sounds great. Do you mind me asking how you either first met Taylor and or got involved in working with this nonprofit? Yeah. Um, so I had been practicing yoga for a few years. Um, I'm also a 500-hour um, registered yoga teacher. Um, and one of my friends was like, hey, have you heard of this person, this teacher, um, Taylor? And I was like, no, who is he? And she's like, you should look him up. He looks really awesome. And he was dressed at her local studio doing a workshop. So I looked him up and I'm currently living in Michigan. And he had a workshop coming up in Ann Arbor, which is a few hours from me. Um, so I went in for the weekend, uh, did a couple workshops. And that's how I first met Taylor. Nice. Uh, the following year, I went to his next Ann Arbor workshop. And from there, um, I had planned to attend the following year, which was 2020, but because of COVID, everything was uh, canceled Yes, and rescheduled for later on. But um, during COVID, I really was struggling with my home personal practice. And I had practiced Ashtanga previously, but it wasn't on like a consistent basis. Um, and I saw Taylor's studio, um, Ashtanga Yoga Columbus 
had, it was like a Black Friday special or something. Yeah. And I was like, I should check this out, kind of like recommit and really try to establish like a solid home practice. Nice. Um, so I did that. And then after a few months, I'm still practicing with them um, regularly through uh, Zoom, their yeah. Zoom option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few months after I started at AYC, uh, Taylor asked the students, the studio, if anyone would be interested in volunteering with Trini. Um, I have a background in nonprofit work, both from a volunteer basis and uh, professional-wise. So I, and I had some time, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll volunteer. Um, I got started with Trini, and then a few months later, um, I came on board and took over the communications director role. Nice. Congratulations. It sounds like a, like a, a lot of work. Are you really, is it keeping you really busy? It is. It is pretty time consuming, but I'm really loving it. So oh, nice. Can you clue me in a little bit more on exactly what you're doing? Are you focusing like on all the social media side of it or is it in relation to, um, like I know because we're holding the event, that's how you had emailed me the information so I could like, you know, do the flyer and the PDF and all that. Is that predominantly what you're doing is, uh, interfacing with the different people that are doing the fundraising for the organization? Yeah. So I do, um, really a lot of different things, uh, social media, uh, communicating with donors, um, People that are interested in just getting involved on a volunteer basis with Trini, um, some or uh, practice or partner studios rather, um, really just taking care of what they need and yeah. where I can direct them to. Nice. Um, I'm also working on like looking for new funding opportunities. Um, we have an ambassador program right now. Um, we have five ambassadors who have been affected by substance use disorder um, in somewhere, in some way. So working with them, um, they each have like a fundraising goal for the year. Um, so working with them, seeing what they need, how I can support them so that they can be successful in their role as a training ambassador. Very cool. What are some of the, like, so at, uh, personally being a fundraiser and attempting to fundraise, what are some tips and or tricks that you found seem to work really well? Uh, really just being open to ask. Yes. That's the hardest thing um, from personal experience and from like feedback from other people. Asking. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a text an email, a phone call, which I think phone calls are like the most nerve wracking. Um, (laughs) But but the the most personal though too, right? Do you think? Yeah. 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 Um, But once you really kind of step back, um, and this is what I tell people, step back and what's the worst that they can say? Yeah. No. And that's okay. And we've had that. Everyone has, I think. Yeah. Um, at one point or another. So that's that, the making the ask. Yeah, that's great advice. I'm curious what how or um 
What type of impact have you seen the Trini Foundation make? Has there been an example or a situation where you've seen some um, the benefit of the work that the pro the, the that it's doing for people? Can you give give us an example? Yeah. So with our scholarship program, um, we they ha- there's an application process, and then we also send out. Um, like a, a form for them to fill out with feedback, uh, either why they're stopping their scholarship or not renewing their scholarship, mm-hmm. um, and kind of what their experience has been. And really just the feedback um, alone is super impactful. Um, people with, will share their stories, how yoga has helped them stay in recovery, which is the goal. Um, and then how they continue to practice either with their scholarship or if they're in a position that they can stop their scholarship, but continue practicing at the partner studio that they're at. Nice. And so that, that's where, uh, Taylor had kind of explained to me that that's one of the main things that the foundation does is um, fundraise to then say like if I am a yoga studio that's partnered with you, then you guys would pay for or pay a portion of the fees for that person who's in recovery to be able to come and get yoga classes. Am I right? Yep. Cool. That's awesome. That's amazing because I figure obviously if people need help, it could be a vulnerable time and yoga can be expensive. So to be able to <laughs> be able to afford um, going and taking classes, I can see where that's probably a huge help. Absolutely. Um, Taylor made mention to that, that uh, in terms of like housing and or housing assistance, are you, do you have any information about that? Yeah, so we have been working really hard the last uh, few months, um, almost a year now, actually, on expanding our programming so that we can support more people. Um, So what we're working towards is opening a recovery house within Columbus, Ohio. Um, What we've heard and the the feedback we've gotten, if people don't have really their basic needs met, such as housing, they're not going to be inclined or able to practice yoga because they're worried about getting those basic needs met. That makes sense. Um, Also within, um, throughout this process, working and talking with other people in the Columbus area that have experience with um, harm reduction or housing and whatnot. There aren't enough beds. There are people that want to get into um, like a recovery residence, but are not able to because there are no beds available. So just trying to break down another barrier to getting to recovery and staying in recovery. Nice. Do you have any a family member, friends, or any or that have that are in recovery that you that you're able to help assist as well? Um. So the person, and really the reason why I 
got involved in Trini in the first place, um, my mom had substance use disorder um, and she struggled with addiction for most of her life. Um, so that was really the big, the biggest push for me to yeah. get involved on a larger scale with Trini. Nice. That makes perfect sense. <clears throat> and are you, are you able to, so if you're in Michigan, are you traveling to Columbus or I believe Taylor moved to Georgia. Is that correct? That's correct. So I travel um, every few months down to Columbus, uh, depending on what's going on um, there. And for our director's meetings or like a practice week, uh, we have a an Ashtanga and addiction forum coming up that uh, Ashtanga Yoga Columbus is hosting for us in November. So I'll be down for that, coordinating and doing what I can nice. there. While we take a short break, I just wanted to remind you a couple of different things we have going on at Native Yoga Center. We have a new student live stream special, so you can join us at home and practice with us during our live stream classes that are happening daily. I also have a new student free 30 minute yoga meet and greet where you can book a session to meet on Zoom via our, via our calendar on Calendly. And that way, if you have any specific issues that you want to discuss before taking classes, that can help me to get to know you. And third thing, really excited about our native yoga teacher training that's going to be happening in January of 2023. All right, let's go ahead and get back to the discussion. Very cool. At the start of the conversation, you mentioned that you um, have taken teacher training and our RYT 500. Did you start practicing Ashtanga after you were into yoga? Is that is that kind of like the timeline of how it evolved? Yeah. So how I started practicing yoga, my college roommate at the time um, and still best friend today was just like, we're going to start yoga. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Um, I kind of not really stuck with it. And then after moving up to Michigan, um, once I graduated, um, I was like, I should really start, try to start that again. Um, after a few months, I went to my local studio and they had a, um, a lead primary class once a week. And that's how I discovered Ashtanga. And I practiced that. And then they took it off the schedule. So it was kind of hit or miss if I would practice it on my own. Yeah. Um, and then I started with AYC. So Nice. Uh, I hope you don't mind me asking, are you practicing like half primary, full primary? Are you going into second series? Where to what? Um, what's your practice looking like? Yeah, so I'm uh, practicing full primary right now. Uh, some struggle postures that I'm working on, as I think many people can relate to that. Um, Dropbacks are something that I have been really working on recently. Nice. Very cool. Are you, are you doing them unassisted, or are you having somebody hold you for the last few inches lowering down and coming back up? Uh, so right now I'm unassisted and have been dropping, well, trying to drop back to uh, like a higher surface, like yeah. a bookshelf or a dresser or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so 
when I'm assisted, they go, they go slightly better. (laughs) (laughs) Understood. And how has your adjustment been in relation to, you said like you were able to practice in a studio and then you were able to utilize the online community to inspire your home practice. Are you, are you, when you're practicing at home now, are you still doing that within the realm of like an online presence where you have somebody like on the camera screen to give you motivation? Like the other, the other day, um, I just got onto TikTok because my daughter, uh, got me on it. And I noticed that they, that Taylor had the TikTok live on in the early morning during the Mysore program. I guess maybe, I wonder, I wonder if that was where that was actually. I wonder if, I don't even, yeah. I don't know what studio that was in. Cause if he's in Georgia, maybe it was in Ohio, but you probably know. I know. I'm not sure. But uh, are you are you utilizing that type of thing? Like, so I think that was kind of. I thought that was interesting when I saw that that they had the camera on just in the Meister room, just showing the students practicing, and the, the sense that like if you were practicing at home and you had that on, maybe that would give you like a little bit of motivation and kind of keep going. Yeah. So Taylor was actually in Columbus last week um, for a mentorship week. Oh, gotcha. And so that's where the TikTok Live was. Got it. That makes sense. Um, I'm still practicing uh, via Zoom with uh, Ashtanga Yoga Columbus. So I don't know the view that you had or that you saw (laughs) at TikTok Live. Yeah. Uh, They have a projector and they'll project the uh, Zoom students on it. And then Taylor or whoever's teaching um, offers like voice adjustments. Oh, that's cool. So while the Mysore class is happening, the Zoom window is projected on the wall. Mm-hmm. So the students in the room can see the people practicing at home. And then obviously you guys at home can see what's happening in the room. That's a really good idea. I've been thinking about that, like actually implementing a monitor in the room where then the Zoom students would be you know, more more part of the group. That's really cool that he's implemented that. Yeah, it's really, especially with COVID, it's really helped keep the community uh, active and inspired. And nice. it's been super helpful. I had, I don't know what my practice would look like if I didn't find that Zoom option. Yeah, I hear you just having that little bit of motivation is so helpful. It's so helpful, especially getting out of bed so early. <laughs> are you doing, what, what's your, what's your wake up time? What time are you? getting up and then what time are you getting on your mat? I usually wake up around 530, uh, let my dogs out, get dressed, feed them, and then uh, get on my mat by about six. Nice. That's funny because I was just accounting for, we got a dog recently and I was accounting for how much um, dog care time there is now in the morning. In the morning yeah. you know? Like it actually cuts into the practice time a bit. <laughs> It really does. If I'm traveling, I like can get out of bed, get dressed in like five minutes and be ready to go. Yeah. um, It's like a full 30 minutes of taking care of them and then taking care of myself and then finally getting on my mat. I hear you. Um, you mentioned Michigan. I recently drove somebody from Florida up to East Lansing. Where, where are you in Michigan? So I'm, currently in southwest michigan um we're right on lake michigan which is really great nice 
Very cool. And then being a Floridian, uh, how do you handle winter and yoga practice in terms of building heat? Uh, so winters are pretty rough here. <laughs> I try not to leave the house if I can really. It. <laughs> it's so cold. Like just don't go outside. Don't just pretty much. Pretty much. Fair enough. Yeah. And just, um, I have a little. I have a little heater that I'll. As soon as I wake up, I'll go and turn it on in my little practice space, so it heats up a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's pretty rough. Some some mornings I have a couple layers on and then take off as I get a little warmer after I start practicing. You know, I've heard people say like, um, you know, my sword, you know, five A three B. And then someone say, but if, you know, we're living in Alaska, you could do like 10A and, you know, 8Bs. Have you ever done that? Like increase the amount of sun salutations in the winter just to try to get some body heat going? Uh, no, I haven't really. I haven't <laughs> really thought that I need to. Yeah, uh, but I, that's cool. Yes, I could yeah, I was just curious. I didn't know what the northern routines were, if there was like some special trick or something. Not that I'm aware. <laughs> have you seen that guy Wim Hof, who's the the breath master? I've heard of him. Yeah, he's pretty amazing because he he blew my mind once. Where he, I was watching one of his uh, tutorials and or videos that he was doing, where he was like, "People say you need heat for yoga, but I think you should do yoga out in the snow, out in the ice." And um. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting, like great way to just kind of flip the whole thing on its head and, and, uh, turn a, a challenge into a solution. Yeah, that does sound pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> You're like, nope, not doing it. I'm staying inside. Uh, I, I get that. Um, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm curious with, uh, this month is September is recovery month. Is that correct? Yep, National Recovery Month. And this is the time of uh, the year that you guys hold these fun or that Trini kind of encourages and or supports these fundraising events. Is that true? Yep. Are people doing fundraisers year round for the organization or do you find that you guys really focus on this month as being like where you're putting all the energy into? So we have a few um, events and and or donation classes happening year round. And it's definitely an option, but most of our uh, events and classes happen around the month of September. Nice. Do you mind me asking how much each year Trini has been able to grow in tor in terms of the amount of funds that have been able to be raised? Yeah. So our yearly, um, we usually raise about, one hundred thousand dollars a year. Nice. Um, with how, with with how small we are, I think it's a pretty pretty great amount. Yeah, that is amazing. How many people do you have? Um, I'm sure you have a lot of volunteers. So um, you know, it's spread out through the you know the grassroots element. But how many people are full time with it? Um. So it's Taylor, his wife Jess. And then myself, and we just added an administrative assistant, but that is it. Nice. Sometimes I hear, and I know this goes for small business as well, that um, new nonprofits uh, have a hard time managing the workload because it's like never ending the amount of um, 
projects and or things that need to to do, how do you balance your kind of your workload with maintaining your yogic lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, so I can definitely relate to that. Um, it's a lot. The to-do list is never ending. Um, and this is like the busiest month for us really, or one of, I should say. And working from home is really great and makes a huge difference in that. Um, just being home in a comfortable known environment, um, and cutting out like the commute time even is a great. Nice. So yeah, you're able to do pretty much everything via the online platform. Yeah. So I have my practice time in the morning and then I pretty much know when I'll be done with that. Um, so I can just, I can plan the rest of my day around it. Nice. Do you know any of the statistics of how um, substance abuse is affecting our current culture just here in America? I'm sure globally it's it's a huge issue, but... I keep hearing from people, you know, with um, fentanyl and that alcohol itself actually is one of the main challenges. Uh, is do you, are, you, are there any statistics that you could share that help spur your fuel or fuel you to continue the work that you do? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Um, so the opioid crisis right now is huge, especially with fentanyl being, um, with drugs being laced with fentanyl. Um, and that is causing just a huge amount of overdose, overdose death, mm. um, especially with COVID. It, it's been insane. The numbers have just skyrocketed um specific statistics i can get you in just a moment but i do not (laughs) i should have i should have warned you that i would ask a question like that that's not fair i don't i don't know (laughs) you know i mean to be really honest um as a parent with young children or a teenager and a and a nine-year-old um that it's scary thinking about the fact that fentanyl can be placed in anything, you know, un- unknowingly. Um, yeah. It's a little bit overwhelming. You know, like when I hear different stories and and friends and what they're going through with their ki- children, um, it's, um, it's like, seems like such a serious issue that's affecting a lot of people. It, it really is. So my uncle, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, um, which... Youngstown has one of the highest 
overdose death rates in the state. Um, my uncle is a funeral director and just the last few weeks, he and months, the amount of people that he has arranged funerals for because of overdose death is staggering. Wow. That's sad. Not to, yeah, not to put really, a sad spin on it, but I think it's really important thing that to talk about. I think it's one of those things that a lot of us are, our culture maybe doesn't want to think about or talk about too much because it is sad and it is hard to think about and talk about, it but it, it definitely seems personally, I think is something that's, um, it's worth us building more support networks and community around this. Yeah, there's such a stigma to addiction and substance use disorder. No one wants to talk about it. They want to just pretend it's not there. And even I can say from personal experience with my mom growing up, um, she struggled with uh, substance use disorder and depression throughout the majority of her life. And I was kind of always told like, oh, mom's just sick your mom's just sick. She's not feeling well. Mm. And that was kind of it. And as I'm getting older, I'm learning more and more. And it's just like, why, why aren't you talking about this? Yeah. Um, uh, per, I have a statistic for you per the CDC. <laughs> Thank you. Um, from April, 2020 to April, 2021, there have the U S alone has had over 100,000 drug overdose deaths, Wow. which is, the most it's been since at least 1990. Wow. Nine. Wow. A hundred thousand people in one year. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty serious. Yeah. And with COVID, uh, because everyone was quarantining from each other, especially pre vaccine and just the limited knowledge we had once it started or when it started, it was so isolating for everyone, but especially people struggling with substance use disorder and whether active or in recovery. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely compounded it and made it, made it worse for sure. Mm -hmm. Man. Well, it's amazing what you're doing, Sarah. And I'm, you know, I, I really think the work that, you guys are doing, I felt really inspired by Taylor having the chance to speak with him. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me and and share the work that you guys are doing. And I, I hope that everyone listening, if, even if you are unable to attend, um, the event that we're doing here, is there a place, or if they go to the Trini foundation website, is there, a link to other events that are happening that people could get involved in and, or to take a class where they could feel inspired to donate. Are there, is there a list of events that are occurring? Yeah. So we'll be adding the um, events to our website calendar. So people can take a look, see if there's anything going on. If they have specific questions, they can reach out to us, uh, DM us on Instagram at Trini foundation. Um, or if they would prefer, they can just donate, uh, directly on our website. 
cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you guys have the PayPal and the QR code. I have the QR code on our flyer at the entryway at the studio where people can just put their phone up and pulls it up right away. It makes it super easy. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much. I do. Did I? I feel like I touched upon all the questions that I had for you. Is there? Did I miss anything? Is there something else that you would like to add to the conversation and or any tidbit of advice and or inspiration <laughs> to put you on the spot? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Um, we do. The Trini Foundation does have the Ashtanga and Addiction Forum coming up in November. Um, it's online as well as in person in Columbus, Ohio at Ashtanga Yoga Columbus. Um, and it's an opportunity for people to learn more about substance use disorder, the stigma and trying to get rid of that stigma, as well as um, learning how to teach in uh, recovery centers and nice. out in the community. Nice. And on that note, I'll include all of those links in the notes below so that anyone listening, you just whatever platform you're on, you're going to see the the words down there and you just, there's going to be links and you, you can click on those and I'll have them on our website as well. And, um, I really appreciate it, Sarah. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the chance to speak with you and, and I applaud the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for inviting me on this and for getting involved with Trini. It really, every person makes a difference. Oh, thank you. Well, I'll be in touch, Sarah. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation with you. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Native Yoga Toddcast is produced by myself. The theme music is dreamed up by Bryce Allen. If you like this show, let me know. If there's room for improvement, I want to hear that too. We are curious to know what you think and what you want more of what I can improve. And if you have ideas for future guests or topics, please send us your thoughts to info at Native Yoga Center. You can find us at nativeyogacenter.com. And hey, if you did like this episode, share it with your friends, rate it and review and join us next time. Mm